Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and this week I have Jen with me. She's actually visiting again from Utah. So we're going to talk about holiday traditions and also how some people don't necessarily enjoy the holidays and we need to respect them. So Jen and I were talking about the holidays and how we have different traditions, whether it's family traditions or some traditions that might be related to culture or religion and different things we do. And usually it's exciting to go into the holidays, but then we also talked about how some people might have an anniversary that comes in around the holidays that's not so pleasant. Uh, I personally have a friend who just lost her mother last week, so obviously going into this Christmas holiday might not be as joyful as it was in the past. And then when next year comes around, they're going to be reminded of that anniversary. So let's start with the positives. And what are some holiday traditions that you remember that stick close to you and you look forward to? One of the things I look forward to, and I didn't have the opportunity to do it last year due to various circumstances, but I always make a couple batches, usually about three to five batches of my grandmother's soft molasses cookies. And I end up covered in flour every single time. It is a process, but it doesn't feel like Christmas to me until I have those and share them with everybody that I can. Yeah, I know the the cookie thing is definitely a big one. You see a lot of people do the the cookie swaps. I don't know if you've ever done that. Where... Yep, yep, I've done that. Everyone, <laughs> you bring a tray of your favorite cookies along with a recipe of it, and you end up leaving with a larger tray of everyone else's cookies and recipes. You see, one of the biggest things for me is, as much as I love Christmas and the whole season, I'm the one that'll play Christmas music as soon as Thanksgiving comes around. Uh, Trans Siberian Orchestra might actually start a couple weeks before that. Um, Christmas Eve almost means more to me than Christmas Day, and not based on any religious aspect of, of it, but my mother's side of the family, from when I was young, we would do a big family Christmas party at my aunt, at her house, and that was the day that my family was together. I mean, you hear some of these big families that would have all the aunts and uncles and cousins, and, and we were a smaller family. There, My mother's generation had four siblings, so it would be my, my two aunts, my uncle, my family, and we had a few cousins, but it was the entire family. Every Christmas Eve, we would do that. My grandparents and Grandma Phyllis, who was my Uncle Charlie's grandmother, so and she was a grandma through marriage on, on the other side, but she was part of that family, and I, I grew up knowing her, and stuff like that, where I just always looked forward to it, and even with my parents being divorced, when I moved into this house... I told my wife, Christmas Eve is at our house. My father and my stepmother was here. My mother and my stepfather was here. My brother was here. My in-laws were here. Everyone was here because Christmas Eve, I wanted the first one to be. It wasn't a continuation of that tradition because the generations of families have moved to different areas, but that I needed to do that and have everyone together. One of those positive things, you know, one of the happy parts of of the holidays. Holidays can be pretty stressful, but one of the things that I always did with my with my kid was decorate the tree. You always had to have a Hallmark movie going on in the background while you decorated the tree. And we had special ornaments every year. I I gave her a new ornament, but very specific for that year. And in fact, one year Santa actually 
even gave her an ornament. The The place that we lived in didn't have a chimney, and so Santa couldn't come visit, and that was, that was a problem. Well, I got a hold of Santa, and he sent her an ornament with her name on it, and that was how he knew whether or not she was good or bad and deserved any type of, of gift was if her ornament was on the tree. If it was off, then she needed to earn it back on. If it was there, then all, all was well. It made life for mom and dad a whole lot easier. Instead of threatening, we just removed the ornament. Well, you mentioned the ornaments. I know some people that do it at that Christmas village with all the, the whole, all the buildings and everything. And every year they add another building to the village type thing. Um, I know you mentioned obviously being here and doing the, the tree, uh, you helped us decorate our tree and you mentioned how it's the first time you did a family tree, um, in what was it? Nine years. Yeah. In nine years. And it's not because of anything negative, but as your kids grow up and they, they move on with college yeah, and their own thing, logistically, yep. it, it just, it just didn't happen. It, so being able to do the tree as a, a large group and, and picking which ornaments go where and nope, that's not where this one goes and which ornaments get priority and, you know, top of the tree versus on the back hidden. Cause no one really wants to see that you know, goofy picture we drew when we were three years old. So let's talk about the, the different layers of the generations of families and, and traditions. And I know you come from a divorced family, uh, in, in multiple layers of, of generations. And I do too. And there's families where I I've had to tell Maria when, when we got married that just remind your parents that they don't get every other Christmas. They don't get every other Thanksgiving or every other Easter. They get every third one because there's three families. Now, again, my family and my parents get along well enough where if we had a big family event, I can have everyone in one place if it's here. I mean, my father's upstate New York. My mother's down in North Carolina now. So obviously that doesn't happen often. But when they were more local, if we're doing one of those holidays, the rotation was every three years, not every other year. And sometimes that throws something into a loop. And then if you take siblings and something like that, if my brother's doing and his side of the family one year and the his in-laws side of the family the other year, same thing with hers. I mean, it might not line up together for every five or six years. Uh, so how do we balance doing stuff like that where you have to take into account now when when our generation gets married and then when our kids get married and go down the list, things won't line up and those traditions have to change. And how tough is it to break those traditions? Like when you're used to doing those cookies and now... Not that there's no one to bake them for. You're always going to have friends that are going to take them. They'll leave them in the office, stuff like that. But it's not the same as when you gave them to your aunts and uncles and grandparents. Yeah, or you or you had your kid right there putting the cookie cutter right smack dab in the middle instead of doing the more proper, you know, geographically placing it on the, on the cookie dough. What I like to look at it as Christmas... Or any of the holidays, especially Christmas, because there's such a long time between Thanksgiving and Christmas. It doesn't feel like a long time, but it's not like two days later. So, yeah, as we grow up, we're not the kids anymore. We become the parents or the grandparents in in some circumstances, and our traditions have to change. But that doesn't mean that they don't have to stop. And just because Christmas Eve is a huge family tradition for everyone to get together... Okay, so you hold it at your house instead of your father's house. 
and if you need to or you want to go with your your brother or whatever there's a whole month that different things can be you know taking place and I've never been really locked down to a particular day for anything it's more of a range you know be it birthdays be it Christmas be it Thanksgiving be it whatever it is I like to whenever it works out planning wise and logistically speaking that's when we celebrate whatever it is that we're celebrating yeah I mean it's nice obviously Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving Day Christmas Day is Christmas Day um, but sometimes like you said it doesn't work I and mean, my my mother was a nurse my father when I was younger was a cop my sister-in-law is a nurse so obviously when you're in that field you don't get the holidays off guaranteed so you're gonna work different times so there were times where I mean maybe there was a Christmas or a Thanksgiving where uh, someone from the family couldn't make it and things get shifted like I said my father being upstate New York a lot of my Christmas with him was the weekend that fell between Christmas and New Year's again uh, with my wife if she had works in a bank and had Christmas Day off and then Christmas fell on a Wednesday she just had the Wednesday off she worked the the Tuesday she worked the Thursday so you're not doing that we'd hope to get that weekend we'd get up there for the weekend get back occasionally maybe you're doing uh, Christmas on um, on Thanksgiving or on excuse me on New Year's weekend and last when you were up here in April we did our Christmas with my father in yeah. April I mean we'd be Going back to, obviously, the screwed-up year of COVID, nothing happened last year. So by the time I visited my father again, it was April, and we were literally opening up and Christmas presents there. I mean, you you got two Christmases with my family in the same calendar <laughs> year. The, eight, yeah. year eight, no, eight months apart, basically. Um, but yeah, it is dif- difficult, some of those traditions, especially when they tie into our childhood and when it's the things that we did growing up. And one thing I know I do, I know people that put their tree up. I know some people that had their tree up on Thanksgiving. And I know other people that put it up in the weekend before and it's down on the 26th. Uh, my tree stays up until January 6th. On a religious aspect, that's the 12th day of Christmas. So you go through the 12 days of Christmas. That's Three Kings Day. Um, it also happens to be my mother's birthday. So just growing up, the tree stayed up until that day. And I still do it to this day. I mean, there, there's there been years where, for whatever reason, my wife blames it on me for not watering it. There's no needles <laughs> on the tree by by January 6th, but that's when I take it down. And there's been times where it's like, all right, it's the 4th, but it's Sunday. We're not doing anything. Let's do it now. And it's just, I still can't bring myself to take it down earlier. Um, it's just, that's the tradition. That's what we've always done. Yeah, and, and for me, I am the most... My tree goes up the first convenient weekend after Thanksgiving. If it happens to be Thanksgiving weekend, great. Usually falls closer into December, first weekend of December. It comes down New Year's weekend or New Year's Day. And not simply because it's now a new year and a new month and let's change everything. It's convenient for me because I have the day off from work and I am able to... You know, it, it takes me a good couple of weeks to fully get everything decorated, put all my penguins out and, and all my decorations up, and it takes just as long to actually put everything away. So I, I like that extra time. And I know Christmas, Thanksgiving tend to be the biggest holiday traditions. Obviously, when you get into New Year's, it's more of a, a party atmosphere. Um, obviously not a holiday, but 
Super Bowl tends to be more of a party thing. Yeah. Some um, people consider it a so, holiday. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't made it a national holiday yet. Um, and then you have some of the smaller holidays in there that have some traditions and stuff like that. But like I mentioned in the opening, there are people that will always have an anniversary. I know my grandfather passed away on December 29th. Um, I, I can't say that it really affected me obviously when the the first anniversary comes of that first holiday without a loved one uh, you, you feel the difference you feel the void you see the empty seat on the couch where no one's sitting there or I mean that's the person I, I mentioned grandma Phyllis my uncle's mother she made a, a pork shoulder that the porchetta that we'd have at Christmas Eve all the time so the first Christmas Eve that she wasn't there is like the porchetta is missing and not that you don't realize she's missing, but it was always something as a child. I remember eating and now all of a sudden it's not there or the grandmother that made the cookies or the apple pie. Um, so when you get into situations like that and how do we still be festive around others, but by respecting them being a little, a little down at that time, especially on that first that first time through or that first anniversary through it's like we want to be cheerful we want to like grab them by the shoulders give them a hug and kiss on the cheek make them smile but sometimes that might make it worse and what what would you say would be the best moving forward to to be sensitive to someone's i mean being a little down i like to look at it as i always take my direction from them as to you know if they want to talk about the whatever anniversary it is, you know, their, their loved one that's no longer with them, then, you know, hear about it, ask questions about it, you know, bring up the, the positive memories and the positive aspects of whatever it was. Was it grandma's cookies? Was it the, you know, the, the crazy aunt who had the most, you know, audacious sweater every, every Thanksgiving or whatever the circumstance or whoever the particular was, if they want to talk about it and relive that, that's one of the most, great ways I see of paying tribute and keeping those traditions alive is to is to laugh and joke and, and remember the good things. So I take my lead from others. If they don't want to talk about it or they don't want to bring it up because it is too painful for whatever reason that they they just don't want to, either you know, let them, you know, just respect them respect their I mean, we would want them to respect us if that was the particular way that we wanted to handle it, is to not address it and just create a new tradition then that's something i just think that's a good life lesson take how we react and how we respond and how we interact with each other take you know the lead from how they are portraying themselves well you mentioned new new traditions i mean one somewhat tradition is watching Christmas Vacation. It's that Christmas movie that you, you watch every year, probably multiple times a year. Um, Between the, that and a Christmas story. Yeah. We, you know, we always, we're all going to shoot our eye out and then, you know, have the house completely lit up with lights. So well, There's the one scene in, in Christmas Vacation where uh, Clark Griswold, Chevy Chase, has his, tells his father it's time for him to read the night before Christmas, before the house gets destroyed by the SWAT team. And and he's like, nope, this is your house. It's time for me to hand over. So it was always a tradition for, for grandpa to read the story. And now all of a sudden, we're going to move it on to 
it's the next generation. So, like you said, sometimes bringing in new traditions can change things. Um, and I know on a lighter level, I mean, the tradition of Thanksgiving is that roasted turkey. All of a sudden, deep frying a turkey <laughs> became the big thing. And, and one year at my brother's, we had two turkeys. We had a deep fried turkey and we had a smoked turkey. We did not have your traditional roasted turkey. I mean, so it's sometimes those those traditions change. I, I mean, I know some people that they don't even do a turkey. And supposedly when you go back to the original Thanksgiving, turkey wasn't even on the menu. But and it, it's those things that it's nice to have traditions. But like you said, generation to generation or even family to family, they, they could evolve or, or change. And, and when you do have a situation with that loved one who's not with us anymore, I mean, not that we we forget them, but sometimes maybe those traditions should be should be left with them where if we feel that they were the person that made that particular part you, you keep it as a memory and you put that new tradition into play and, and start that that streak over again yeah i i love new traditions it one expands my knowledge of of the world and of other people and and brings to me different things that i may not have have thought of different ways of celebrating different things to enjoy uh, different foods to eat and traditions are great but i also don't think we should be locked into traditions so much that we aren't open to some other new idea or fun thing one year for christmas my family we were and by family i mean fully extended family aunts grandma grandpa uncles cousins and there was a good 50 plus of us and we had been tired of turkey in your traditional christmas food so we had mexican food and everyone brought their favorite enchiladas or, you know, tacos or anything along those lines. And it was delicious. It was different, but it was, it, it was one of the Christmases that stands out in my memory because it was different. Yeah. We, you mentioned kind of bringing the world together. Uh, my mother's side of the family is Portuguese. And one year we, for some reason, had a pinata. They did a Mexican themed Christmas. And this is when I was younger. I mean, I was probably only five or six at the time. My cousins are, are 10 years older than me. The two of them made this paper mache pinata and from scratch. And for, I mean, what felt like 20 years, obviously it was probably closer to 10 years to me, but growing up, we had a pinata. So here's this Portuguese family that one year does a Mexican themed Christmas party that all of a sudden this pinata stuck for, I, I'm going to say it was probably 10 years at least that my cousins made these pinatas every year and they were all different and that was the excitement of we'd get to my aunt's house and we'd run up to, they had a big raised ranch with a walk up third floor and we'd run upstairs where the pool table and the pinata would be just to see what my cousins made for this year and it, it was and why is a Portuguese family doing a Mexican pinata and beating it with a bat and it just one year they did it and it just stuck with us and that that was part of that tradition of that that family get together mm -hmm. and it seemed like every year we'd one of us is either me or my brother we'd get I mean, the old-fashioned slot car racing tracks and one of the first things we'd do is set up the track and we'd be and my cousin had miles worth of tracks <clears throat> it was one of those things but you just remember those things and like you said different types of traditions that can come from different cultures and different styles it's it's fun to implement those and, and, and keep them going. And eventually they, 
they'll change, but... They change or they fade or someone else takes them over. One thing with my family Thanksgiving Christmas dinners is as soon as the main meal was over, before the pies and the desserts and everything came out, my grandpa would disappear. And when I was a little kid, I never understood why grandpa disappeared. Well, as I got older and was able to participate, the reason he disappeared is because he was setting up the horseshoe set outside. And there it was horseshoe competition. I mean, we had cousins against cousins and, you know, aunts and uncles. And, and I mean, it was just, that's what we did. After we ate, we played horseshoes for a good hour, two hours, and then came back in, had our pies, did um, Christmas charades or, you know, whatever hilariousness that needed to continue on. But we, since we lost my grandpa quite a few years ago, we haven't played horseshoes. I miss it, but that was grandpa's thing. We all loved it. We all participated in it, but grandpa is the one that set it up. Grandpa's the one that started it. And, and he was the, the ringleader of, of all of that. And he, oh, he was dedicated horseshoe player. So, well, I, I'm going to touch on two things with that. Again, going back to my aunt's house, they had the pool table. And I remember as kids, we'd go up, we'd play pool, usually bounce the balls around. And I remember when I finally hit that age and probably around 14, where I was finally able to play with the adults. And it was like, it's like kind of not, you don't have to sit at the kids' table anymore. You get to sit at the real table with the full with the actual glass yeah. plates. <laughs> so that was exciting. But let, let's go on to a little bit, bit of different cultural based on logistics you played horseshoes for christmas yes okay you grew up in arizona yes it, it, i'm up in new england so and you're not playing horseshoes on christmas day in a normal new england day it's like one of the things and i grew up with the original beverly hills 90210 show and and like most guys i like women in bikinis christmas is my favorite holidays but to me living in new england the girls in the bikinis shouldn't be selling the christmas trees where for you being down in arizona seeing that was probably somewhat normal to you so yeah I mean, it was I have, normal i mean there there was more often than not christmas was 60 degrees outside you know maybe 50 if if we were having a cold front move through so yeah after dinner we'd go out light jacket or just our sweatshirts or whatever we were wearing and until the sun went down, it wasn't so bitter cold. Well, let's say I have friends from, from school, from high school and middle school, who some live in Texas, some are in Florida, and, and I see their Christmas pictures. And everyone's Christmas pictures look the same. It's all a family around the tree, wrapping paper everywhere. And then there's the slightly after Christmas pictures. So I'm talking about like the pictures that come out at 2 p.m. And maybe we're out in the snow playing with the new sled, and they're swimming in their pool. And it's just... And yeah. it takes, especially in a country this size where you can have all different cultures and different weather and, and stuff like that. Uh, it's it just, you, you see the different traditions where some people, their Christmas tradition could be that barbecue out in the backyard. Um, where for us, I mean, if you got that new sled, you're hoping to get outside to the park and, and slide around in the snow. Or, I mean, obviously new ice skates for Christmas and going to play pond hockey is going to be a little more popular up here than it'd be down in the yeah. desert yeah down in the desert it was you know skateboards or or the basketball or you know other outdoor activities but not anything that you necessarily needed to have a complete parka and you know, super warm gloves and earmuffs yeah it's like the stocking stuff right everyone gets socks and underwear and it seems like again in new england everyone gets a new pair of gloves every year where 
I'm, I'm sure they're they're different stocking stuffers to traditional stocking stuffers. Uh, yeah, my my traditional stocking stuffer is a toothbrush and toothpaste. So we just wanted to talk about some traditions. I know this is a little bit of a, a shorter episode this week, um, but I hope you guys enjoyed this and, and traditions that you have. You you keep going as long as you can and. He said at some point it's time for the next generation to make some adjustments or, or start their own traditions, uh, especially when we start branching off. Where in, in my case, I'm I'm a little over an hour from my brother, um, but my mother lives in pretty much a, a country away from her siblings where she's in North Carolina, her brother's in Florida, one's out on the West Coast in Oregon. So obviously you can't do those family things together. I know you're four hours away from your daughter. Um, like I am from my father. Uh, so it's tough to keep those traditions going. There's nothing wrong with starting new traditions. And again, let's try to and respect those that might have a tough time at the holidays for whatever reason and try to make it as, as festive and joyful for for everyone um, so we can all enjoy them. So. Yeah, no, I agree completely. Let's start those new traditions. Those Let's honor those old traditions and let's be respectful to everyone in whatever position mindset emotional space that they are in sounds good well, thanks jen for being part of this show and we'll see you guys next week shift mindset podcast is for entertainment purposes only while the suggestions strategies and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset and also visit ThePowerShiftMindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.